Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Gracias, Señor. Great is your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, that you are our confidence and our hope. We thank you right now, Lord, that you are the one that we can confide in, that we have never given up hope. And we thank you for that right now. Lord, we thank you that your will be done in our lives. Toma lo que deses, Señor. Clean our hands and purify our hearts today, God. Limpia nuestras manos y purifica nuestros corazones. Take our hearts, Lord, and our lives as a sacrifice. Lord, we welcome your presence in this place. Damos la bienvenida a tu presencia in our homes, in nuestro hogares, in our hearts and in our minds, in nuestros corazones y mentes. Lord, we say that we are going to hear your word today, and today we will never be the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. His promise still stands. His promise still stands, even though you may have forgotten. See, we forget But God never forgets. He is so faithful. And I thank God for his promise. I thank you that God's word is yes and amen. That God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. For whatever he says, it shall be so. So I thank you for that, Lord. We just thank you right now. So just one more time, give God a praise in this place. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You guys can be seated. You can turn the lights up. Praise the Lord. It is good to be here this morning. Buenos dias a todos. Good morning, everybody. And bienvenidos a la transmisión de The Building el domingo por la mañana. I'm going to welcome everybody to the building broadcast here on Sunday morning. We uh, miss everybody. Hello, hola. Uh, soy el Pastor Juan Canicero, Señor. Uh, the R, uh, you guys know what R is, right? R is for random. Amen. And really, uh, I'm trying not to be too random today. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. So, Let me ask you guys some questions before I get to the message. 
this morning. I want to ask you guys a question, everybody. You know what? Let me just say hello. Let me say hello to everybody that's out there first. I, I just want to say hello to Mother Miriam. I want to say hello to, to uh, Brother Brown, praise God, and, and um, uh, M- Mother Mary Austin, Mother Butcher, uh, Sister Sandra Babs, uh, all of our seniors that are out there, we just want to just honor you right now. We love you guys. We miss you. God bless you. We Honestly, we miss all of you guys, but I just want to let you guys know sometimes as, as some of the seniors, um, and I say the senior members of the building, that sometimes you may feel like you've been forgotten, but we're letting you know that God hasn't forgot about you. And your family hasn't forgot about you. So we just want to let you know that we love you guys tremendously. Amen? Amen. And um, I also want to say congratulations to pastors JR and Erica for their second baby, a baby boy. Praise God. Um, You know, that makes us grandparents. So congratulations to Kai and I. Praise the Lord. Amen. So it's just a beautiful blessing to be able to have another grandchild and be able to to see another grandchild. Amen? Amen. I don't even know where I'm at right now, but um, uh, let's see. Okay, now the question I have for you guys. This week, this week, I have a question. I got a question. Who here had a bad week last week? ¿Cómo estuvo tu semana la semana pasada? And who had a good week? Amen. Amen? Was it good? Was it bad? It was good? Who's glad it's Sunday? Well, today is the Lord, the day that the Lord has made. And I think it says that I shall rejoice and be glad in it. So no matter what last week tried to bring you or what today, which is the beginning of the week, tries to bring you, this is the day that the Lord has made. So I will rejoice and be glad in it. I know that I am glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning, and I'm glad to see you guys here in the house of the Lord. So are you guys ready for the word this morning? ¿Estás listo para, uh, para la palabra? Sí. ¿Sí? Ok, go ahead, babe. All right, she got some Spanish going on. You, you guys, look, everybody's out here spending so much money on how to learn how to Spanish, to speak Spanish. All you have to do is go to Telemundo. That's all you have to do. Yes, or come to church. Praise the Lord. So if you will, with me, go to Philippians chapter 3. And I just want to read it to you briefly. Praise God. And I'll read it for you. Yay. Yay. That's what my mother-in-law used to say. Yay. Philippians chapter 3, 8 through 10. And it reads this. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss. For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them as dumb, that I may win 
Christ. Now, this, we could just preach right here, but I'm going to keep going. Verse 9, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Amen. How many people want to know Jesus? ¿Cuántas personas conocen a Jesús? How many people want to know him better? Amen. ¿Cuántas personas quieren concierlo mejor? Now, in the pursuit of a real, relevant relationship with Jesus, the question is really not if you want to know him better, but how you get to know him better. Le pregunta realmente no es si quiero concierlo mejor, pero como puedo uh, concierlo mejor. Now, before we can answer that question for everybody, I want us to take, the, take a look at the nature of man. Most people don't, don't need to do what they need to do until they need to do it. You guys get that? If you thought I had a stuttering problem before, most people don't do what they need to do until they do it. Or rather, when things get desperate, we start doing what we should have been doing in the first place. Amen. It is the nature of man that when everything is going good, cuando todo esté bien, we tend to forget how we got to good. You guys catch that? So what happens to us a lot of times is we tend to forget when things are good until things get bad. You know, when you were sick, you, you feel bad and you go, man, I remember when I was healthy. You know, when I, when, I was, when I was 30 years old, I could do whatever I wanted to do. But now that I'm in my 50s, I don't feel the same way. One of, this good, one of these great examples that we, we have here about forgetting and going back is found in the book of Judges. And it talks about this young man named Gideon. He had delivered the Israelites from out of the hands of the enemy, the uh, Mennonites, the Amalekites, and all the children of the east. And you guys, I don't know if you guys know the original story of, of the 300. Tu uh, conoces la historia de la 300. You guys ever remember the 300? You guys seen the movie? Well, that, they, they took that story about Gideon. Well, after the victory over the oppressors by the hand of God, they went back. We're talking about the children of Israel. They were going good. Things were happening. God's hand touched on the Israelites. They won the war. And after they won the war and things were going good, they decided to go back to the way they used to be. Somebody say back. Somebody in, at home, need to, somebody next to you, touch them and say, don't go, back. don't go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they went back to life as usual. 
no adorando, no adorando, no adorando y no buscando el rostro de Dios. This means not honoring, not worshiping, and not seeking the face of God. Let's just read exactly what it says in Judges 33 through 35. It says, and it came to pass as soon as Gideon was dead that the children of Israel turned again and went a whoring after Balaam and made Balbareth their God. Wait, 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 wait. And it came to pass, as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel turned again. They went back, and they went whoring after Balaam and to Balbareth, their God. And the children of Israel remembered not the Lord, their God, who have delivered them out of the hand of all their enemies on every side. Neither showed they kindness to the house of Jerubbabel, namely Gideon, according to all the goodness which he had showed them unto Israel. Isn't that like a slap in the face? How many times as Christians, in 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 uno momento por favor, no quiero ofender a ninguén a cristianos. I don't want to offend any Christians here because everybody here, I, I I I'm not talking to you, but I'm going to just talk to real Christians. How many times do we seek God's face when we're in trouble? And as long as we are in that circumstance, as long we are, we're in that situation, we will seek, we will pray, and we will worship, and we will sacrifice to get out of that situation. But as soon as we are free, we forget. We go back to our nature, and we turn away from God. If we ain't suffering, we stop sacrificing. If we aren't in pain, we aren't in prayer. If we aren't worried, we aren't worshiping. What is it about this truth? Why are we like that as humans? Why are we like that as Christians? Last week, I talked about circumstances and situations and how one circumstance can change your whole life. Most of us, when faced with these circumstances, we begin to struggle with our own particular situation. And I want to talk about that word struggle, but I want to let you know something else. You need to know that your struggle produces your strength. <laughs> I'll say that again. Your struggle produces your strength. Just because you've been presented with a problem, with an issue or a circumstance doesn't equal to you putting into a struggle. See, the struggle that we have is a choice. A lot of times, the struggle that we have is is even to a point of survival. A lot of us like to use that word struggle. Man, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling to lose weight. I'm struggling with my health. I'm struggling to get to work. I'm struggling at my job. I'm struggling to pray. I'm struggling to fast. I'm struggling to tie. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. We are using that word wrong. 
And when we struggle, sometimes we say that we're struggling, and but we're using that word struggle to, to, to say that I'm struggling to survive. No, 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 that's not what it means. If I was trapped in a burning car, I would do my best to get out of that car because my life depended on it. So if you see a person inside of a car and they're trying to get out, they can sit down and struggle and just sit there and flail their arms around and stay and die, or they would struggle enough to kick a window out and crawl out of the car to, 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 to keep themselves from impeding death. But a struggle is something that you have to do to get out of a situation. Because in a struggle, it will produce your strength. I don't know if anybody's ever been in a situation that they didn't never think they were going to get out of, but they've tried their hardest to get out of it. And when they got out of it, when they, when they finally got out, when they were lit under the bench press of life and, and, and nobody was able to spot you and you couldn't, you're sitting there on that bench press and all of a sudden you start shaking. And as you begin to move, you're like, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I'm going to make it. It's, some of you guys that work out know that when you're on that little spot, it's the point of no return. And you got a choice to struggle or give up. And you sit there and it doesn't matter if somebody next to you is yelling at you, somebody cheering you on, or people telling you, put the bar up, put the bar up. No, you have to make a conscious choice to struggle. And I've seen people... Ah, now put it back up. Or I've seen people, as soon as they get the bar off the, off the uh, rack, as soon as they put down to the chest, they give up. Oh, man, I hope you guys can hear me. What happens is they, they, they chose not to struggle. They gave in to the weight and the pressure of their circumstances. You could sit in the car and die and submit to your situation, or you could struggle and get out. The choice is yours. Uh, Pope Paul V or the sixth wrote this All life demands struggle. Those who have everything given to them become lazy, selfish, and insensitive to the real values of life. The very striving and hard work that we constantly try to avoid is the major building block in the person we are today. We have to look at this, guys. Let's, let's look at what this word struggle means. To struggle means, look, watch this. To struggle means to fight, to win, or to wrestle. Struggle means to fight to win. To fight to win or to wrestle. Now, on the other side of struggle or the opposite, the antonym of struggle or struggling is this. Surrender or to yield. Ah, I don't know if you, if you guys like UFC, uh, uh, Pastor 
Um, Lionel, I'm, I know you love uh, hand-to-hand combat, but he realizes that in life, then there's a grappling when men begin to wrestle, that they, as they're fighting, there comes a time in jujitsu when it looks like the guy that's on the, on the ground on his back is the guy that's actually losing. <laughs> Even though he's on his back, you think he's getting the, the, the worst of it, but the guy that's on his back is the one that's really fighting and he's wrestling and he's positioning himself to win. You guys with me? But there's a struggle. There's a fight to win. There's a struggle, there's a wrestling, but there is a, 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 a move in wrestling, in jujitsu, or mixed martial arts, that when you no longer can fight, you have to do what they call tap out. That means I can't fight anymore, I can't go on, I'm going to tap, I yield, I quit, I surrender. I throw up the white flag. You guys hear me? You guys with me? So what ends up happening is in life, so many times we are telling people that we're struggling with something when really we're not struggling with something. We're yielding to it. You ain't struggling with a habit. You've yielded to it. No one wants to struggle, but your struggle produces your strength. As long as you're in the fight, as long as you're struggling, as long as you're in it, you're in it to win it. Don't turn around and tap out. Somebody needs to look at their neighbor and tell them, don't tap out. Genesis chapter 32 and 24. We're talking about this young man. His name is Jacob. And I love Jacob. Jacob later on will become, God would rename him Israel. But God changed it. Now that name Israel means one that wrestles with God. That's what his name was changed to. But before that, his name was Jacob or Jacob, which means supplant, supplanter. A liar, a trickster, that's what he was known by. And as we go on, we get to this um, Genesis 32 through 24. I'm going to read something here about Jacob because Jacob all his life had struggled with a lot of things. And some of the things that Jacob had to, to start struggle with was always tricking people or either being tricked. And I think somewhere in his life, he was tired of with the sins of his life and and who he was made up to be. He was done with that. And he gets to this place in verse 24. And this is what happens. And verse 24, and Jacob was left alone. Very important. And Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And Jacob was alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. Now listen, as we look back on our text in verse 24, we see that Jacob was left alone. How many people say when when you don't feel like being bothered, what do you say? Leave me alone. You want to be by yourself. There he was. 
Jacob was left alone. And it says, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. It said that Jacob was left alone, but there a man was wrestling with him to the break of day. It was basically, he was wrestling. Well, if he was alone, who was he wrestling with? Looking at the word alone tells me that he was by himself, leading me to believe that Jacob began to struggle with himself. <laughs> See, you guys aren't kidding. Listen, look, I know what the theologians say and the commentaries and the concordance all say, but if we can get to, uh, off the surface of this whole thing, scripture right now, we could put our scuba suits on and dive deep into this word real quick. You guys with me? He was struggling with himself. How many of you have been struggling with issues that are inside of you, not the issues that are outside of you, but you know that you're a wretch. You know that you, you, your life cannot be what it used to be. There's things in my life that I need to wrestle with. Uh, maybe I just got this bad thinking and may, maybe I'm, I'm struggling with some things inside of me. But it says in the scripture that Jacob went somewhere by himself and began to wrestle with himself because he knew that there was something in his heart that had to be changed. He had an inner struggle. He had an inner struggle. I'm praying that right now as this word is reaching you, that you are as are hearing this word, that you are starting to realize the Holy Spirit telling you right now in your heart, you know what you're struggling with. You know what you submitted to. You know what you're doing while you're by yourself. God knows. You know. But do you need to know and wrestle with yourself? There's a war going inside of us. And Paul wrote about this struggle that all of us have inside of us in Romans chapter 7, verse 19 through 23. And Paul says this in the book of Romans, for the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but the sin that dwelleth within me. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I mean, I don't know about you, but as a Christian, when I read this, especially in the King James, Paul said, you know, if, if I do right... And then I do wrong. But when I want to do wrong, I, I, I can't do right. It, 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 it needs to sound like a country song. I, mean, we, I didn't realize that Paul was country. But he's telling us, look, no matter what I do, no matter in my life that I try to do something in my life, there is something that's in this flesh. It's already in this flesh through being born. That's in my flesh that is warring against the law that's in my mind. See, the Bible says this. Jesus said, I would put 
the law upon their hearts. See, that's, that's why a lot of us, that's why a lot of people right now, they know that when God be, speaks to them, before people are even saved, they know inherently what's right and what's wrong. Because God said, I will put their law, the law on their heart. And at that point in time, when it's in your heart, God says, listen, it's in there. Can you submit to it? When you submit to what's in your heart, then you can begin to submit to God. And it's when you submit to God, then God says, I'll give, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. But if you just submit to God, he will give you the spirit of truth. This, God will give you the Holy Spirit to fight against these members to, that, that, that will keep you from keeping your mind off of things that you shouldn't be on. Because if, guess what? If you see it, you think it. If you think it, you'll do it. And that's what Paul was saying. There is a war that's going on. But Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. We, we, as I'm sitting here saying, you should be like look, looking at a mirror somewhere. You need to look at your face inside your, your TV and say it. You say, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? All of us right now need a savior and his name is Jesus Christ. He's the one who will save us from this body of death. Every struggle that we have isn't against what's opposing us, but the struggle comes from how we react to what's opposing us. Man, and I only can only speak from a man's point of view. You know, my wife and I just recently celebrated 16 years of marriage, praise God, and, and I thank God for that. It's been the greatest years of my life, and, but I, I have to say something. I'm a man just like any other man is. But do you know that some men have some troubles and some issues? Like David. You start seeing things. You know, that's why David said, I will, I will keep no unclean thing from my eyes. And see, what happens with us a lot of times as men, flour and filth will get in front of our eyes somehow. Flour and filth. And because we start looking at flour and filth, it's a choice. You guys hear me, men? Men, do you hear me? It's a choice to surrender to it or it's a choice to struggle against it. As a man, I have emotions, I have feelings, I have everything else. But I know that I have eyes that will look up towards the heel which cometh my help. And I know I have eyes that will only belong to this woman that I, that I love and that I adore. But men, what will happen is, is when we start having eyes somewhere else and we start submitting to what we're watching and as we begin to see it, then we begin to think it and then we start to think it, then we begin to do it. I know this ain't a men's, a men's session, Pastor Donald, but uh, we, we got to let everybody know. This struggle that is in, in front of all of us isn't just a fact of, the, of, a, of it being there. It's coming against us. And when it comes against us, it's our choice what to do with it. I like what it says in Romans chapter 5. It says, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. See, God will give us a grace when we're in that fight. God will give you a grace for you to submit to him instead of yield to sin. And grace wasn't made for you to surrender to your issues. You guys need to tweet that. Grace wasn't made for you to surrender to your issues. It's there for you to struggle. 
to fight and become victorious over them. Grace, it's there to help you in the fight. It's in the struggle. We are victorious. Many of us get this victim attitude and immediately submit to our problems when they show up. Every time, whether it's a situation, whether it's sickness, whether it's sin, the only thing that we should submit to in life is what James said in chapter 4, verse 7. It says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. Listen, God wants to team up with you to help, uh, to help you fight and wrestle with you. I said last week, uh, one, you plus God means you can, you can, can win anything. You're the majority. Is <laughs> greater is he that is in me than, any, than anybody else in this world. I know if I got God, if he be with me, then who can be against me? When God partners with your spirit man to fight your flesh, then guess what? Then you can begin to start struggling. You got, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Man? Maybe I'm not saying it clear enough. Is that you have to learn to struggle. You got to keep fighting the good fight of faith. I don't want to keep going over the same thing over and over again. I don't want to be like Jacob by myself when at places that I shouldn't be by myself, wrestling with something that God has already given me the power and the victory over. As we look back at Jacob, he wasn't just struggling with himself. He was also struggling with God. Listen, if you're not fighting against sin and yielding to sin, then you're fighting against God. You guys catch that? If you're, it's almost like, whose side you going to be on? Choose ye this day. Cursings or blessings. Life or death. So when I choose and I choose to go with my sin, I don't have to fight my sin. Because when I choose sin, I don't have to struggle with it. We like to use that word as, man, I'm struggling with this addiction problem. And we say that we're struggling. You're not struggling. You're yielding with it. And when you yield to something else, when you yield to that, then you resist God. When you resist God, then you got to fight with God. Now you got to wrestle with him. But when we choose God, we, will, we may have a struggle, but that struggle means that I'm, me and God are working together to fight whatever is going against me. Now, I, 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 love, I love this, saints. I love this because this is what Christians do. Christians like to put uh, sins in categories. But I'm here to tell you, it isn't just about smoking and, and drug addiction, but, but we talk about, what about lying? Yeah. What about not, not, not being uh, committed? What, in, what about not being grateful? These are all things that us as Christians 
we end up saying, I, str- I struggle with being grateful. I struggle with being content. No, you weren't struggling with con- being content. You weren't struggling with being grateful. You submitted to ungratefulness. You, you, you submitted to being contentious. And when you struggle, when, when you didn't struggle, you yielded to those, you now become an enemy to God. So what do we need to do? We need to submit ourselves unto God and flee the enemy. Flee the enemy. Some, some, some translations don't say enemy, it says the devil, but what about the enemy? The enemy. The inner me. If I submit to God, then the power of God that rests upon me will be able to fight the inner me, which is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit that dwells within me, the helper, the one that knows all things and knows the things that comes, that gives me strength. And he's the one that tells me that, that when he, you, you know, you guys know that spirit that says, no, 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 John, you, you shouldn't eat those jawbreakers so late at night. They ain't good for you. When you're fighting against sin and yielding to sin, you're fighting against God, and that's pride. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I need to be humble as I can. Saints of God, do you, you, I'm going to just help help you guys out here real quick. Do you know if somebody tells you that they're humble, they ain't humble, (laughs) Man, look, I'm I'm being as humble as I can. At that point, just stop. I don't. I I don't. God resists the proud. As I begin to sit down, if I humble, if I humble myself before the Lord, when I humble myself before the Lord, it isn't in a place to where I'm like. Well, God, you know, I got issues and I got this problem over here and, you know, I need hey No, no, no. God is going to resist that. But when you come with a broken heart, when you are like Paul that says, oh, wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? When you get to a place of repentance, when you are tired of floor and filth and the things that you are doing that are not uh, uh, glorifying God, is the time that you will go to God and get on your knees and say, God, I need you. That's the, 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 the humility that God deserves. And guess what? Well, God says he will exalt you in due season. He gives us grace to the humble. When we put our knees down, God says, listen, I see that you've come to me, so I'm going to give you grace. And that, that grace, yeah, there was grace to let you get to the throne room. And I'm going to give that to you, but I'm going to give you extra grace to fight that battle. I'm going to give you grace to struggle against whatever's warring in your members. And when you get to a place where you start feeling like you're going to tap, is the time that you need to turn and look at your help. And the Bible says that he gives 
more grace. You go, God, this is me. This is me. This is what I'm struggling with. And I, and I found that I find this war that's beginning to happen in my members. I need more grace. God says, okay, you entered into the throne room to, to get grace in a time of need. So now I'm going to give you even more grace to fight that battle. And, and this isn't even part of the message today. I just wanted to help all you guys, all you Christians in here, that sometimes God doesn't realize that you need help. Not just the helper, but he knows that they're going to give you brothers and sisters in the Lord that will call out to you, that will pray for you, that will that call you at some moment in time and be like, hey, what's going on? What's going on with you this time? It's up to you to open up your mouth. I'm struggling. I can't stop eating jawbreakers at night. As I bring this to a close, if you're struggling, that means you're fighting something. Listen to me very carefully. If you're struggling, that means you're in the fight. If you're struggling, you're in the fight. I watch so much, so much UFC. I love UFC. And I, and I see guys that are beat to a pulp. I see guys getting chokeholds, and you think they, they're not going to get, and the next thing you know, they get out of it. They're, they, they're, 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 they're barely moving. But what's funny to me is people that realize this sport, they, they know that in any given moment, somebody can win that fight. The guy that's bloodied, battered, stretched out, He's ready to go and he's sitting there and then all of a sudden, you see him look like he ain't doing it and all of a sudden, bah! He knocks the dude out with one hit. One, I lost three rounds and hit one hit. That's what happens with us. There's some things in our lives that have been beating us down that we've been fighting for years and fighting for years and we have gotten to the place where we're done. We just, we, there's nothing going to change in our lives. It just ain't going to change. It ain't going to change. So I just got to accept it. This is how it's going to be. I just accept it. And you just start, you've tapped out. God says, no, stay in the fight. If you're struggling, you're fighting something. Don't tell me you're struggling with smoking uh, cigarettes with a cigarette in your mouth. Don't tell me that you're struggling with fornication if you're constantly alone with somebody. Don't tell me you're struggling with working out when you're sitting on the couch. And don't tell me you're struggling with tithing or giving when you haven't given anything. The struggle doesn't come into play by not doing. The struggle is the doing. <laughs> the fact is, as Christians, when we fight, we win. And when we win, we will get a prize. That's why Paul says, uh, he said this to Timothy in chapter 4, 6 through 8. He says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. 
Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also who love his appearing. (laughs) You can imagine that that dude was all beat up and wrecked up, and he's in the octagon. Do you, you guys see all the, the, the coaches? Then all of a sudden, here comes the coach and he comes and grabs this guy and he picks him up and he holds him up at victory. And that's exactly what Jesus does. He comes and he holds us up in victory. In victory, this, is, this isn't just the time that we got, we're going to go to be to the Lord, but there's some, some fights that we've been fighting for, for years. And God says, just keep and stay in the fight. Keep struggling. Your strength is dependent upon your struggling. And God says that he's going to pick you up with victory. That you will beat this, this, this fight and you will win. The reason why we are always losing the sin is we aren't prepared for the fight. Do you guys realize that a boxer pushes his body to the limits in order to get out of his body what he needs to get? The longer and more frequent he runs means the more endurance he will have to fight. The more he trains, the stronger his body, he, the stronger he will, will be when he's in a, in a, in a fight. Even, even when he's, he's doing all kinds of endurance training, he also strengthens his body so that when he gets hit, He's able, he's able not to succumb unexpectedly to a hit that he doesn't know is about to hit him. You guys catch me. You know, uh, not even trying to go in my testimony. I, I was blindsided by the enemy with a stroke. Other people with the COVID. Other people with other sickness. Blindsided. But because they were strength in their prayer life because there was endurance in their, in their giving and in their fasting and their praying and their good deeds. There were some unexpected things. The more a, a fighter begins to aspire, uh, aspire, the better equipped he is for the fight. Now you guys, we don't look at this level of personal sacrifice as being unusual. We expect a fighter to, to, to train his body, to breed it under subjection. We don't think this level of training is too much. We actually know if a boxer doesn't train as hard as he can, he can't he can expect to get the desired effect of his body. He knows that he won't win the fight. So tell me, is it, why are we Christians? Us as Christians, why can we think that we can live a life that is victorious without a struggle or sacrifice? Americans have this sense of entitlement that is spilled over into our spirituality in church. California is known as the welfare state, and we have used the principles of God as a welfare system to all of us. We put nothing in and accept to get something out of God. 
We would be chased out of a bank if we went in to make a withdrawal when our account was empty. Or even worse, what if you walked into a bank to try to get money and you know you didn't even have an account? They don't know. Pastor Raquel, they, they don't understand. It's, it just, let's just make a little sense here. It, it's when people are sitting down during times and talking about they're praying for certain people and, and stuff like that. It's like they're going to God and they ain't even established an account in heavenly places. They expect to make a withdrawal from God when they don't even have a relationship. You can't even go to a bank and open up an account with the, without giving something to them. What God is telling us is if you need to open an account with the heavenly God that says this. Listen, this is all I require for you to open up an account. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. It is your reasonable service. And at least at that time, you could just open up and look, I ain't got nothing in my heavenly account, but there's one thing that I do know. That I know a God that lives in heaven and a God that walks with me and a God that lives in me that will fight for me and will give me the victory. I may not have, I, I, maybe, maybe it's my first time. Maybe, maybe it's some of you right now that are listening to me right now. That all your life, all you have done is use God as a welfare system. That every time you begin to pray, every time you needed something, you called on God. And then guess what? You don't, get, you, you don't have any, uh, um, any grace. You don't have any, any, any uh, favor. And you're, now you're mad at God. It's, 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 it's happening in California. People are mad because they're not getting more money. People aren't getting this. People ain't getting that. And now they want to get mad at the government. It wasn't the government's fault. Just like it isn't God's fault. But if you open up a heavenly account when you give your life to Christ, you can make a withdrawal. Matter of fact, when you open up an account, God will put something in your account. And what he puts in your account for your account is the Holy Spirit. God is calling us to win. Listen, we must understand no fight, no victory. No struggle means no strength. No affliction means no glory. So as I close for the second time, what have you been struggling with and what sin have you been yielding to? God has called us to fight the good fight of faith so that we can resist that which is hindering and submit to God's will for us. Your struggle produces your strength. Your struggle produces your strength. You no longer have to fight of what you've already yielded to. You don't need to tap out anymore. God has already given you the victory. And when you understand that you have the victory through Christ Jesus, you can keep fighting that good fight of faith. 
God is telling you right now, no longer do you have to submit to your members. No longer do you have to submit to, to uh, carnal uh, strongholds and mind-altering uh, uh, things that are happening to your, to your body and, uh, and fear and, 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 and all these other things that are happening to you. God says you don't have to submit to it. Yes, it's hard. Yes, anxiety is hard. Yes, fear is hard. Yes, it's all hard. But God says, you have me to give you the grace to fight, to struggle, to gain the strength that you can get from Jesus. Your struggle produces your strength. Amen? Amen. You guys give God a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You guys pray with me. Pray with me. Everybody that's at home right now, just pray. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now, Lord. I thank you for this word that we heard today. I thank you, Lord, that that word, we will take it and hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. But Lord, we thank you that right now in this very moment, that you are allowing us to come to the throne room of grace to obtain mercy and grace in this time of need. Lord, but today we declare by the word of Jesus Christ that we will no longer struggle, that we will no longer submit that we will continue to struggle with your help and your grace, Lord, that we will no longer submit to every issue and, and situation or circumstance in our life, that you have already given us the victory through Christ Jesus. God, we thank you right now. And Lord, I come against right now any mental incapacities, Lord, against fear. Lord, I come against that right now in the name of Jesus. I come against... Uh, uh, um, um, yes, Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, that we come against... Um, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that our minds are clear. We thank you, Lord, that anything that opposes our minds and our functions, Lord, that even that through your word, that we may be able to establish, uh, 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 come against any strongholds in our homes, in our house, in our minds, in our hearts, Lord. Lord, I thank you for coming against anxiety in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you right now, Lord, that even though the things that we can't say, that, that you said we could pray with spiritual hymns and we could pray by the word of God and that by the spirit of God, Lord, that it shall be done. So we thank you for that right now in the name of Jesus. God, we honor you right now. We honor your word right now, God. Lord, we thank you that your word is yes and amen. God, we thank you right now that we will walk as people of victory, Lord. We will walk as as, as, as a people of victory and not victims. So we thank you for that right now, Jesus. God, we give you honor and glory. We give you all the power. We thank you. And Lord, if there be anybody that does not even know you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, we pray right now. Lord, that somebody says, Lord, I repent of my sins. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, not just with my mouth, but also in my heart. Be the Lord of my life. And Lord, I thank you right now that your grace is flooding over me right now. We thank you, Lord, as your, as your word says, 
that if, if we would just ask you for the Holy Spirit, it shall be given to us. So Lord, I pray right now for your spirit to overflow and fill them right now. Lord, I cast out every vile, unclean spirit that is in their bodies, un, uh, unclean spirits that are in their homes. I come against generational curses right now in that person's life in the name of Jesus. Lord, I send the word and I heal them in their hearts, in their minds, in their homes, in the name of Jesus. Freedom right now. Jesus, we thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.